Hello and welcome to another TV Central podcast. I'm Aaron Ryan. Let me give you two clues to who today's podcast star is. First clue was the former star of a popular Australian drama. Second clue, host of a popular Australian music talent show. Well, you would be right if you guessed the former star of Heartbreak High and the host of Pop Stars Live, Mr. Luke Jacobs. Thanks for joining us, and uh, that's taking us back a bit, isn't it? Yes, yeah, it is actually. Uh, hello. Um, yeah, mate, Heartbreak High was back in 98, um, and Pop Stars was in 2004, I think it was. Yeah. Well, of course, you're the host now of uh, The X Factor, which cannot be described as anything less than a monster hit with its return in 2011. It's been the number one program around Australia each and every night it has aired after eight episodes. Must be a pleasing result for Seven and the team involved. Oh, absolutely. You know, every morning we sort of, you know, we're waiting with bated breath, waiting for the for the results and the ratings. And, um, you know, from the last, uh, you know, we've, we've had eight episodes go to air and we've won every single night. So it's just been, it's just been great. I mean, you know, putting such, such the hours that we do in, you know, it's, um, it's just such a credit to the team that's been involved. So, yeah, we're all really, really happy with it. The show did well last year, but perhaps not quite as well as Seven had hoped. I was just wondering what ingredient you think was added to the show this this year that perhaps was maybe missing in 2010. Look, I think like a lot of the shows that sort of come on, people, you know, they, they want to wait to see what it's like, you know, and, and after the, the series, you know, did go quite well last year, everyone got the gist of the show. Um, you know, shows build up momentum and, and, you know, people that watched last year felt happy they've, they've tuned in and people that didn't watch last year um, are tuning in now. So, um, look, these, these shows always, they just they build as, as the years go on and, um, you know, we're really excited. Having uh, our two new judges come in is, is also fantastic, you know, with, with Mel and Nat. Um, and they're doing a fantastic job, so we're really happy. Well, speaking of those two judges, Mel B and Natalie Bassingswaite, who joined, um, what sort of point of difference do you think they've, they've brought to the show? Look, I think, you know, everybody likes to have um, a, a lot of different views on, on singers and, and having two different judges, you get two different opinions. And, you know, Mel has a way of, of saying things where, you know, sometimes she laughs it off and, um, and, and you know, makes a bit of a joke of it if, it, if it's, you know, if it's, a, if it's, a, it's an entertaining piece. Um, but if it's something that she thinks wasting her time, she's got no shame in saying, you know, get off, you're wasting my time. <laughs> and that's just you know, a lovely, bubbly girl. She... You know, she, she finds humour in, in everything. And, and if there is something that, that, that does move her with, uh, with Pamela Cook's story, um, the, the cancer survivor, um, mm. you know, she, looking at Nat, you know, she, she, she gave herself into that story as well. And, and Nat was really, really lovely. And, and sort of, you know, she's happy to, to shed a tear. And, and it's, you know, it's, it's lovely to have difference of opinion with, with all four judges. Well, one of the biggest feedbacks that I've seen on forums is is people are absolutely loving Mel B. What's she What's she been like to work with? <laughs> she's been She's been great. It's, look, working with somebody that has done the sort of things that she's done over her life. You know, touring the world for years with the Spice Girls, and you know, she's got her own reality show, and she's she's always got a story, and she's she's incredibly bubbly. You know, um, this scary Spice name, like you know, she. Like I said, she's not scared to if she doesn't like something to say it. But you know, I didn't know what to expect with Mel being, being such a a huge star that she is. I didn't know how to sort of how to act around her and whether I had to, you know, form a certain code and, and sort of, you know don't say certain mm-hmm. things. But she's brilliant. She's just you know like once once you meet her and, and you know you get to know her, she's great. She's she's just you know you 
sitting at the table having lunch, and I didn't know whether she'd go off to her green room and have her lunch or. But she <laughs> sat with us all, and she was just she's just another person, and it's it's so lovely. And you know, you'd be talking to her about somebody. She's yeah, I know them, and you know, someone will play a song, and she's like, yeah, I was at their place last week. You know, so she knows a lot of people, and she's been in the industry for a very long time. Can you just give us a little update about how Mel B's doing? I mean, she's had the baby. It's been reported on the news. Is, is everything going well? As far as I know, I haven't spoken to her since she's had the baby. Um, I spoke to her a little bit before, a week or two beforehand, and she's, she was fine. You know, she, st- she was still out walking, and, you know, the baby was overdue, and she went to um, the, I think it was the VCA Awards, the, the, the big music awards that were over there. And, yeah. Um, yeah, she was out sort of doing a thing. I haven't spoken to her since she's had the baby, so I'm looking forward to She's coming out here, uh, I think it's next week. I think she's back in Australia. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to catching up and, uh, and meeting the new baby girl. Well, let, let's talk about the talent themselves. I mean, does it surprise you, I mean, it does me, that more and more exceptional talent is being unearthed despite there being plenty of previous opportunities through shows like Australian Idol or Australia's Got Talent and things like that? with these shows, you know, there's a lot of people that can sing out there and some people, um, you know, they might just hold off. They, they might not want to. They may not feel ready. Um, they might not have had the experience. They might just be too shy. They're happy with, you know, doing little gigs in little music venues and, um, you know, it, it, like, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised as well and, and you've seen with all these, the, the shows that have been going for years and years, you think surely, you know, anyone that's a good singer, we've seen them before. Um, but year after year, it's, it proves that we haven't and there's, these new people that are coming out here that, you know, some people have, haven't never performed in front of people before in their lives, but they've always just sort of sung and, and thought it was something nice to do. But, you know, they're saying, well, look, I'll give it a go. It could, it could be a platform that could, you know, that could change my career or start my mm. career. So people are now seeing these shows. And I think with the X Factor too, the difference with the X Factor is they get to actually work with our judges, you know, the, the judges are coming in as mentors. And, and they actually sit in the studios, in the recording studios with them, and they... They work with them vocally, you know, breathing and pitch and, you know, how to stand, how to perform, how to, you know, how to prepare, yeah. how to actually go into each performance. So I think having having that aspect with the X Factor is, is, is that's a different point between that and any other um, singing show that's out there at the moment is that they actually get to work with these people but have sold millions of albums. Yeah. Well, let's have a chat about a couple of uh, the, the talent. Um, first, up front, now, they're the two girls dressed up in the school uniforms. The, I mean, the question has to be asked, um, are they for real? I mean, there's, someone's, you know, people are saying it's quite suspicious that it's, it's all an act and put on. So, I mean, are you able to tell us, is, is this 100% genuine? This is 100% genuine. This, that's exactly <laughs> what it's all about. And, I mean, sitting in the edit suite, you know, cutting the show and knowing which bits to put in and which bits not to put in, it would it took us hours because we could put everything in and it was you know we're only showing the the, the, the little bits and pieces uh, here and there that you know that display what these girls are like. They are fantastic. They're just genuine girls and this is just this is how they are. And <laughs> I was on Twitter um, last night during the during the episode and and you know people were saying you know are they serious? What, what's going on? That's exactly how they are and and you know watching them. Um, in that boot camp stage was just brilliant because they, you know, they start to put the pressure on and they, you know, they, they really, you know, they really want to, like what everyone that's, that's gone into this competition, they really want to make it. They want to be, you know, record selling artists. And it's, um, look, it's, I find it extremely entertaining. 
Well, the other one to I guess mention was is uh, Emmanuel. That's the guy with the amazing story on the on the first audition episode. There's there's been some that have got through with amazing backstories, but you, you wonder how much of their story is part of that decision. In his case, I mean, it's definitely he definitely has the the voice to go through, even despite his story. How, how's he travelling? He's doing really. He's loving it at the moment. He's uh, he's, he's loving the, the phone calls and the interviews and the and the. And the he was on today, tonight, the other day, and look, he's he's just you know going about his business at school, and you know when he's singing, he's singing, and it's it's great. Look, you know, a lot of people do come in with different stories, but um, it's funny when you're watching people and you're having a chat with them. You know, the X factor isn't just about the voice; it's about you know where you've come from, and and you know we want to watch people that you know we don't want to just see you know just hear a voice. We want to we want to get to know these people, and we want to we want to go on this huge ride with them. You know, and you know when when they have a story, you you, you become part of their life, and you, you know where they've come from, and you know where they where they want to go, and then you know what they're up to at the moment. So it makes you more involved with that person. And I think, um, you know, the, the, the people that get put through, it's it's you know you're closing your eyes and you hear a voice, but then you also want to see you want to see that person go through. So you know, like story or not, I mean, the, the main aim of the show is to obviously have a voice, but if they've got a story to go along with it as well, it's you know it's even better. I guess the, the last one to mention would be with Declan. He just seems to be like an interesting guy, for a better word. Um, tell us about his, his journey so far. Look, he's 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 a fantastic young guy. Um, you know, he he said one of the first things he ever said was, you know, before the X Factor was, you know, sort of him and his computer, and mm-hmm. and that was it. But he has, you know, he, he has a great he has a great connection with the songs that he's sung, and 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 watching him, you know, this. You know, somewhat geeky sort of looking guy. You know, he's got bright white, you know, sort of grey looking hair. <laughs> uh, you know, very interesting look. He's, he's, I'm, I'm six foot and he's taller than me and he's, you know, he's this lanky fellow. But when he starts to sing, you just stop and you find yourself forgetting what's going on around you and you just think, wow, but I, I you know, you, you don't expect that sort of voice to come out from him. And, and, you know, I loved watching him at the auditions in boot camp. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun to, to, to sit down and watch this guy that, Really, really nervous, and does put pressure on himself. And then the music kicks in, and he just becomes this different. He becomes a performer. It's great to see. So, uh, how does the series pan out now? We've had the auditions and the boot camp. Next week, we've got the final boot camp episode, and then three home visit episodes. What happens thereafter? Do we get into the performance, live performance shows? Yeah, we don't. We don't have a break at all. We go straight from uh, straight from the the, the home visits where uh, the judges. Basically, at the end of boot camp, they're left with six, and then the, the judges make six of their contestants, somewhere amazing, and out of those six, they pick three, and those three are the ones that go to live, the live shows. And the live shows are starting the Monday after the home visit, so, uh, you know, I think it's the, the 19th of September, we go straight to live, and, and, you know, the people that have been put through, they are now performing on stage, cameras everywhere with millions of people watching so it's going to be great to see how they handle that pressure from going from singing in front of you know a judge and a an assistant judge going into a huge studio on a stage with with lights and you know the, the pressure is going to be amazing so I, I i love you know watching them and and see how they handle that it's, it's a really you just you feel part of their life and you, you feel as though you know them and i spent a lot of time with the contestants and you know, it's great because when I see them perform and if they do a great job, I'm, I'm side of stage, you know, ready to walk on. 
and I'm just buzzing. I'm so excited that you know mm. they've done such a great job. I'm really looking forward to the live expert. Absolutely, yeah, September 19th, can't wait for that one, the live shows. Look, can we have a, a, a little bit of a chat about you? I mean, my understanding is that your your name, Luke Jacobs, is a screen name and, and not your proper name, proper full name. Tell us about that and why you why you chose a screen name. Um, I chose it because uh, growing up, um, my dad had a, a, a business that he ran from home, so we just wanted to have a little bit of privacy and, and we thought that... You know, it's, it's, Jacobs is actually my middle name, so it's um, so we just we dropped the last bit, and, and you know it was, it was just basically so that you know my family and everyone can just you know carry on living their lives and and not have to you know and not have any worries of, 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 of privacy. So um, that was changed when I was um, I think I was sixteen at the time when we changed it. All right. We uh, we're actually born in the same year and a month apart. I mean, you have a, a quite a special birthday though, born on Valentine's Day. Is that right? That is correct. Yes. So, 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 how does that go when you when 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 you when you're dating? You, she takes you out for your birthday. You take her out for Valentine's Day. Does your birthday get lost in there? Yeah. What what I've done over the years, um, if if I'm seeing someone coming around the, the time of my birthday, I'll put in a, a um, I'll get a hat and I'll put a couple of dates on a piece of paper and and scratch <laughs> put them in. You have like a sort of lucky dip. Whatever you out, that is then Valentine's Day. So I so I don't lose my special day. <laughs> so we'll pick a day. We'll pick a weekend day, and, and and then that way, you know, I get to take my girl out, and I get to you know, give her a nice romantic dinner, and, and you know, do the Valentine's Day thing. So it doesn't interfere. So um, yeah, if, if I've if I've ever got a girlfriend of that, you know, during that time of year, um, then they have to be of the understanding that, that, that Valentine's Day is my birthday, and then mm-hmm. I'll create a whole new Valentine's Day for them. Uh, this is slightly going to show my geek side. I loved Heartbreak High. I mean, how how was that? You were Zach in the show, weren't you? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I was I was 17 years old when I did that. That was my first um, contract role. It was my first full time, you know, acting job. And and uh, I was living at home, and and I, I was actually doing my plumbing apprenticeship at the time. And and I went into the audition, and and um, you know, I, I got the role. And so, 17 year old full time acting work. It was. It was fantastic for me. You know, it was such a an amazing learning curve. I'd I'd, I'd been on sets before. You know, as a guest role or uh, a commercial, and and you know, so you, you sort of learn a little bit. But you sort of, you're in, you do your bit, and then you leave. But when you become you know, part of a cast, you know, you get to know your directors and 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 your soundos and the camera assistants, and and you get to know everyone so much more. So when you're sitting around. Um, you know, whether it be at lunchtime or in between scenes, you know, I'm the sort of person that will, will ask loads of questions. And so it was an amazing learning curve for me. And, and everyone that was on that set were really, really helpful. And they were like, you know, he's a 17-year-old kid that's, that's starting this, but he wants to know. He, he wants to learn more about the industry. And I, I found it fantastic. I, I found it such, um, you know, a steep learning curve because I had to learn it on the go. It wasn't as mm. though I did a four-year acting course first and then and then jumped onto the set. You know, I was learning it as I went. And it was... It was a great way to learn, you know, how the industry works. It was brilliant. You um, then you you went into television presenting after that. So I guess that's where the presenting role comes from, with the big Arvo. Um, why did you make the switch from acting to to presenting? Look, it's one of the things is um, you often find in, in in the industry that you get pigeonholed, and you know, if you play you know one particular character on a on a long time series. A lot of times it's hard to break out of that. It's hard to for people to see you as somebody else. And and wanting to be an actor um, and presenter, I just, 
the whole TV industry, entertainment industry, just, you know, I, I fell in love with. So, um, yeah, I went for a few auditions after I'd finished Heartbreak High, and um, cause I'd, I'd still, I'd, I'd wanted it to be my career, and um, and then, yeah, the, the, the big art though came up, and it was, a, you know, presenting on a kid's show, and I thought, I've never presented before, and I thought, well, I think, another, again, wanting to try and absorb as, absorb as much uh, information as I possibly could, I thought kids TV would be the best, because you, you, you're working, you know, you're working with the, uh, in the environments that everyone in television say don't work with, don't work with kids and animals, and working on this kids show, we were working with both quite often, and you know, it was a great learning curve, um, and I love presenting. It's, you know, to me, it's it's like bungee jumping and skydiving. They're both mm-hmm. very very similar. You know, you both have the same, but they, you know, they've got their differences. And you know, for for a long time on Heartbreak High, you know, I was always told, don't look at the camera because the camera's not there. You're acting. You're in a scene, and then then you go into presenting, and they say, you know, the camera is your best friend. Always <laughs> look at the camera. You know, so you know, it, it was going from from one thing, one extreme to the other. And um, I love that kid show because. Kids TV, kids, you know, you know, a lot of people they don't want to see the same thing twice. If they've already seen um, mm. a story on, say, penguins, they, you know, they don't want to tune in the next day and see a story on penguins. Yeah. So you know, we're always doing something different every single day, and and for me that was that was one of the the biggest things for me was I didn't want to be trapped doing exactly the same thing every single day, going to the same place and speaking to the same person or. Uh, or in that sort of in that environment. So I, I loved going each day, all right, today we're going to Movie World, and the next day, okay, we're going to a zoo, and the next day we're going to a factory. And so every day was different, and you wake up, you know, looking forward to that, to each day. Well, your um, co-host uh, on The Big Arvo, James Tobin, uh, who hosted the original show, The Big Breakfast, and then joined you when, when the show morphed into The Big Arvo, um, his career also took off with, with Seven. So these type of shows can be just as big you know, big as big breaks as, as being on something like Home and Away. So so how were those days with uh, James? And are you still mates? Oh, yeah, we are, we're, we're really good mates, actually. I, I see James all the time. And look, it, it is one of those things. It, it, it can be, um, you know, it can be a platform because, you know, you're looking at a network such as Seven that, that James and I have worked for now for years. Um, they know what we're capable of because the people that we work with you know, whether it be in production or, um, you know, the cameras, the sound or anywhere, we've worked with, with that network, that family before, so they know what we're like. So, you know, working on those sort of shows, um, you know, they sit there and go, well, we can get James or we can get Luke in because, you know, we've we worked with him on that and these people that are going to be working on this new show that have worked with Luke before, so there's already going to be a bond. And so, yeah, they, they really do. They, it's, the network's fantastic with, in, that, in that regard as... Um, they really nurture you. Um, getting a, getting a, a break on the on the big other with Seven was was fantastic, and I've had so many gigs with Seven since then. Um, and it's it's you do you feel part of the family, and and you know when another gig comes up with Seven, you think great. You know I, mm. I, I've been with him now for you know I, I started with him in 2000, so you know working with them for such a long time, you, you know your producers and you know your camera guys and you and you know your locations, and it just makes it you know. You don't feel as though you're starting fresh on a on a new job every time you start fresh on a new job, sort of thing. Well, most people may not remember that the uh, X Factor is not your first music show presenting role. You hosted Pop Stars Live, as as we mentioned at the start of the podcast. Just tell us about that experience. Look, that was that was my first live live show, live presenting show. I'd been working on the kids show by then for, for about four years, and you know, it was always that thing of. 
if you make a mistake, you can go again. If you make a mistake, you can go again. But when it came into the live show, there was it was none of that. It's you know that's that was a the big lesson for me was when that red light's on and it's live, that's it. You know, and that that taught me. I mean, that show taught me that you know, be yourself. You know, if I'm trying to be somebody different, I'm going to make mistakes. If I'm trying to to present like another presenter, or if I'm trying to be a host like another host. Um, you know, and if I make a mistake, that'll be in the back of my mind. But if I'm just myself, then I'm not doing anything wrong because that's who I am. So, and, and that was brilliant. I loved that show. And, and like I said, you, you, become, you become so invested in the people that are, that are performing and you want them to do so well. And, and that was great. And, you know, I've, I've met some, some people that have been pe- people in my life. And mm. um, Molly Meldrum being one of them, every time I see him, he, you know, come up, big hug, and he's, how are you going? We sit down and we, we talk for mm. half an hour on what we've both been doing and, and how, we're, how we're going in our lives. And, you know, Molly was, Molly was great to me. And he, he was always really, really encouraging. And there was, there was one point, I, I'll never forget it, on, on the X Factor, where I, I walked out on the stage and was, yeah, there's pop stars. And I walked out on the stage and I introduced the judges and, and everything was great. And on the, on the last show, Molly stopped the whole show and I thought, oh, no, what, what's he doing now? What is he going to say? And he said, you know, I'd like to introduce the host, Lou Jacobs. And it was, that was a really big thing for me because <laughs> as far as I was concerned, I was there to host the show. It was, you know, introduce the judges, here's the talent, have a chat with them afterwards, and there you go, getting from A to B. But then when Molly got up there and introduced me, that, that was a really, a really big thing for me because, I mean, name a person in Australia that doesn't know who Molly Meldrum is. And, and you know, mm. for him to actually get up there and give me that credit and to, you know, to... To sort of introduce me, that was that was that was really nice. It was it was a big moment for me. Well, that sounds awesome. Um, so then then back to acting with McLeod's daughters, and then uh, Home and Away as Angelo. You made the switch again back to acting. So um, I mean, what do you prefer in the end, the acting or the presenting, or you just are you happy to do both? Oh look, I'm happy to do both. It's it's a, it's a different kind of light, you know. Um, like in summer, you like to go to the beach. In winter, you don't. In winter, you like to go to the snow. Like when I'm presenting, it's the live stuff. I love all that live element of, of the pressures being on. Uh, but when I'm, when I'm acting, I, I love being a different character. I love, I actually love, I know it sounds really, really stupid, but I love going home and, you know, studying my lines and, and figuring out and, and creating that character within myself. Um, because you get a basis when, when you're doing uh, acting, you know, they give you a basis of what the character is. I mean, you might workshop it with the writers and the, and the producers and directors. Um, but it, when you are when you're getting your scripts, you, you know you're creating that character within yourself, and that gives you like a, a, again a, a sense of freedom because you think this is my this is my this is my baby. This is this is something that I can mould and, and create. And and you know it's it's fantastic when a director comes up to you and says, you know, with this scene, how how would Angelo you know cope with this? How would you know Patrick deal with this? this scenario it's great to sit down there and, and have that input and say look I know this character better mm. than anyone and, you know and, it, and it's, it's invigorating because you're becoming this person and, and um, so having the having the acting when you're becoming somebody else and, and throwing your, your whole person into it because the camera c- captures everything so when, when you're performing in front of a camera everything's being seen everything is actually being captured on that camera so your body language your breathing your voice uh, your, your posture, everything's being looked at because people want to believe that person they're seeing, and that gives you, you know, an amazing buzz. And so you've got that aspect, and then you go to presenting, where, you know, it's I'm just being me, and I don't have to be anyone else. And I can, you know, if people like my presenting, brilliant. If they don't, then 
Maybe mm. I'm not the host that they should be watching. You know, so um, it's you know it's great, and and I love having, especially now, you know, being able to do both the acting and presenting. It's I'm getting the best of both worlds, so I I, I couldn't be happier. Well, I guess you can't have a uh, interview with you without mentioning one other thing that you did. You were part of a uh, a, a big Australian reality show, of course. That would be uh, Channel Nine's Hole in the Wall. Oh, you filmed an episode of that. No, I am talking about Dancing with the Stars. Um, how was that? Look, doing doing the Hole in the Wall. That was that was one of the, one of my favourite shows because when you're standing there, Sylvan spandex bodysuit. You know? <laughs> Pads and arm pads, and, and we had a we had a great time on that show. And, and you know, it, it was it was just at the end of the day, it's it was about watching people that everybody sees, you know, every night on TV, whether it be for the getaway or the news or another drama, seeing those people just being themselves and, and actually having fun. So that was that was a lot of fun. And then we, when we got to Dancing with the Stars, that was, I mean, that was probably the most rewarding experience I've ever had in my life. It was. Um, I've never worked so hard at anything in my life. I've never, never wanted, wanted something so much uh, than I did when I was doing Dancing with the Stars, and and to be able to come up with that win, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was a different feeling, a feeling that I've never felt before. You know, something that I worked so hard at, and you know that, I mean, there's a sense of relief, but there's a sense of pride as well. And having that, it was was just great, and it was not just for me. You know, this was my parents and my grandparents and. And mm. friends and, and any relative that I had was just, you know, every single time I'd finished a dance, I'd get 40-odd text messages from all the family saying, oh, Luke, that was great, blah, 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 you know. And having that, that was, you know, a sense of pride of doing that, not just for myself, but, you know, doing it for Luda as well and also the family. So, uh, again, another a really rewarding thing that I've done in my life. Yeah, you look like you're having a lot of fun with that show. Um, uh, look, back to the X Factor, what, what can viewers expect moving forward? the X Factor that I find with this year is the, the range. There's, you know, in every show, you, you're going to see something that's different to the previous singer. You know, there's, there's not one singer or group that are similar. Everybody has their own, their own edge. We've got some really soft, beautiful singers. We've got some hard, belchy singers. Um, we've got some amazing harmonies. We've got some, we've got some really, I mean, with the groups category, you, you're looking at whether it's a pair, a duo, or four of them. You, you've You've got to, you know, you're watching all of those performers singing together and, and it's, they're up there on stage together and, and you can see them relying on each other and depending on each other but also working with each other to lift each other up. And, mm. um, you know, with our, with our age category, that's been dropped down to 14. So we've, we've seen that with the auditions and the boot camp. And, and when we get to live, you know, it could be as old as our oldest person in boot camp. So, um, you know, the, the range of stuff. And, and I think the great thing about that is it's not just an age thing; it's also a style thing. You know, you could have, um, you know, you could have a 14-year-old girl singing um, you know, beautiful opera stuff, and then you could have a, a 45-year-old man singing beautiful opera stuff. So, we've got a great range this year, and, and I think that's the best thing. So, from because from start to finish, you know, you're not going to like every every performer because you know that's why that's why we've got you know 12 in there, so we can have a huge range. So. You know, everybody can you know can see something that they're going to like, and I mean, I've I've seen the, the boot camp, the, the the home visits, and and watching these people audition. I'm, I'm I'm so excited. I'm so looking forward to watching them get up on stage, and just I I can't wait for the reviews because I I'm so confident. I just know that Australia's 
just going to think, look at it, how this is Australia. We're pro- we're producing talent like this, and everyone's going to have you know a sense of pride in their own country. It's going to be great. Um, and uh, any early favourites for you? Look, it's hard to have favourites for me because I, I'm each judge um, has their own category. So you know, the judge out of the four judges, they don't know who's in everyone else's category. We, they don't. Mm. They don't know yet. They won't know. And we've done this on purpose. The judges won't know uh, who's made it through in each category until they watch it on the Thursday on, on the Thursday night, the last of the home visits, which is wow. really exciting. Because you know, because when the judges are at their home visits, if they know who else has been picked, they can then come up with a strategy to try and counteract that. But they don't. They're going in this with their, they've got their category, and it's like we need the best of the best. We need. I don't care who who other categories got what. I'm going to put my best three forward. So they're not going to know who's going to be going up against who. Um, so that's that's going to be really interesting. That's going to be really fun to watch. Oh, yeah, I thought they would have known in advance. That is, that is interesting. Well, second last question. Um, well, I'm not going to ask you who you think is going to, who's going to win, but if you had to have a punt, which, which group or which judge do you think the winner will come from? See, that's, again, great question. I'm going to try and answer this as best as I possibly can. It's hard to say when you've got, You've got Ronan, who has won it before. He knows he knows how to win this sort of show. Then you've got two new judges that have never done this before. So whether they're going to have beginner's luck or, um, you know, it, dep- it, it really depends. And, and it, I think it's, that's probably going to be best answered after the first or second week of, of the live shows because I think really it's, it depends on who is the most dedicated, who is going to mentor the most, who is going to put the most time into into their contestants. If you've got a, if you've got a mental sort of, we'll see, because I mean, you look at, you've got to look at, say Australia's got talent, the judges go in there, they give their verdict, and that's it. They come back the next week, and they give their verdict, and they come back the next week. With the X Factor, this is, uh, it's pretty much a seven day a week show for our, for our judges. As a right. mental, um, let's say, after, after the, um, after the first eviction show, um, you know, the, the, the mental will, be up with their contestants the next morning and they're picking songs. They're choosing songs for them and they're working with them with our vocal coaches and we're working in the studios to work out the arrangements. So they're doing that. They're spending you know, a couple of hours with each of their contestants. So they've got, you know, possible six hours at least spending with their contestants. Then the next day they go into styling. So they're, they're going into to workshops to how they're going to be styled for to suit that song. Then the next day they go in and they start working with the musicians so that they get the right arrangement so that, that you know they're, they're singing um in the same because we have to cut we can't do the full version of every song so we have to cut that down and the mm. next day they actually go into the studio they're performing on the stage with choreographers or with the stylists um and then the next day we're doing rehearsals uh which is start to finish mic techniques performance lights sound checks the next day they're performing live so the judges mm. are with these contestants every day so it really depends on on how much each judge is willing to dedicate to their group, and I think, you know, with Rona last year, he he was, he was a standout. He was there every step of the way, waiting, you know, chatting with them while they're performing, while they're rehearsing, while they're doing sound checks. He was there, um, giving them techniques, giving them tips. Rona's performed on that many stages around the world, so he's got those tips. So this year we're looking at four judges that have performed around the world for millions of people that have these techniques. So really, it just comes down to who out of our mentors is dedicated enough to, to push their their three, or, you know, their, at the end of the day, their, their number one over the line. All right. Well, I'll remember to email you in a couple of weeks and uh, get maybe a more definitive answer on that. But uh, 
I'll be happy to. All right. Um, and last one, you got the X Factor coming up for the rest of the year um, as we've moved, obviously, towards these live performances. Have you got anything else coming up in the pipeline, any acting appearances? Look, I don't, no, nothing at the moment. We've, we've been working flat stick to, to make sure that we've got the best possible show to put forward for X Factor this year. So we've of been course. working day and the amount, of time, the amount of times we, we leave the edit suite, and I'm, look, not just me, I, I'll go in there and I'll do voices, but we've got the editors editors that sit there and, and sometimes I'll, I'll go in at, at 9 o'clock in the morning and they walk in and say, hey, you know, good, we left here at 2.30 in the morning. You think, you know, like these people are putting in 20-hour days because, you know, they are, they're the behind the scenes, but they are the ones that make the show work. And so everyone's been pushing so hard. So I've been... Know, working as, as much as possible to, on this show. So when we get into the live shows, it's, it's more so three days for me of, of doing the rehearsals than the, the two performance shows. So, um, you know, in between there, the auditions are starting up again um, for stuff in Australia. Um, and then when, when the show finishes, it um, looks like I'm heading over to the UK. Um, I'm going to do a few different bits and pieces, have a few meetings over there and uh, hopefully throw in a few auditions. Uh, and then after... Christmas, uh, I'm heading over to the States again, uh, looking meetings, managers, auditions over there. Wow. Um, but it's, 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 it's hard because this, this show, you know, we started filming in March, so this show takes up the whole year. So auditioning for things, it's really uh, um, depending on availability. Uh, you know, I can go for an audition for something and if they say, great, you've got the role, are you available in June? And I say, no, I'm not because I'm doing the X Factor in Australia. So it's, it's one of those hard things to juggle, but... Um, you know, X Factor, they're extremely happy to try and work around when we can, but uh, I am completely 100% dedicated to X Factor. So at the moment, um, I'm grabbing it with both hands and, and we're going to take it all the way. So I'm, I'm, I'm so pumped about this year. It's, I'm, I've been waiting for the live shows for months now and I can't wait hmm. to get there. So I'm very excited for a couple of those times. All right. Well, Luke Jacobs, a very busy man at the moment, but thank you for your time and uh, good luck for the uh, show for the rest of the season. Thank you very much. I, I really appreciate it. It's been, it's been a great chat. Thanks a lot. No worries. And the final boot camp episode on Monday, then into the home visits Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then the first performance show Monday the 19th. X Factor host and all-round television star Luke Jacobs there. Well, that's it for this podcast. Thanks for listening, and join me real soon for another podcast. Until then, I'm Aaron Ryan for tvcentral.com.au. See you then.